introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. All right, all right, another day, another position. We are back with the One A Day Draft Series. My name is Jason Brown. I will be your host today. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Jason, And I'm joined by the man who works on the skill positions for us here come draft time. The people who operate with some space around them. The athletes, if you will. Wide receiver one. Clamps. We're, uh, we're, we're going to be here today <laughs> talking about Miles is uh, maybe maybe the position he should have been playing all along. <laughs> no, I can promise you that that's not true. So what's going on, Miles? How you doing? I'm I'm pretty good. Um, I'm excited to talk cornerbacks. Uh, yeah, you know, and we're you know we're excited because you know we can't talk about corners, especially you know the timing is perfect. You know, this week Adam Thielen signs the big deal, and you know. <laughs> You might very well be the last person to put clamps on Adam Thielen. Like, I know, man. He owes me some money. I mean, you know, you you went the wrong way. You were out there trying to catch the ball. You should have been stopping people from catching the ball. <laughs> or was 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 it the tackling you went about? Because you know, sometimes you wide receivers don't really like getting in there and mixing were, it up. You might not. You might be right, man. <laughs> I was definitely like an ankle biter. Hey, you know, just gotta dive, grab. You know, you're not hey. paying. You're not, paying wide, you're not paying cornerbacks to tackle, though. Right. If he's on the ground, that's all that matters. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, you know, I, we do, are going... I, do, I do remember talking talking mess to, to Phelan, though, when I played him in high school. Well, you know, uh, he done turned the tables on you now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think he made a name. I think he's I think he's doing all right. That's hilarious. Well, you know, you get down to training camp again. We're going to have to see if we can get you out there to line up for one snap against him or something. See if we can get some new footage. <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm not on nope. a reef. No. <laughs> R.I.P. a reef. Well, uh, yeah, with the quarterbacks, this is another one of those positions that, I don't know, it feels like a lot of people feel like they know what they are looking at when they're talking quarterbacks. I don't know if that many people actually do. I feel like we can just see them, and especially, you know, if a guy plays a lot of man, uh, we feel like you can see a mirror, flip his hips, things like that. But... I know from your perspective and having conversations with you offline, there's really a lot more than goes into the position than just being like a great athlete or being able to play man coverage. So when you are you know, sitting down to watch tape and really digging into the cornerback position, what are the things you're looking at? What are the traits that are most important? And what are the things you see in college that are most important in terms of evaluating how a guy is going to transition to the next level? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, being being able to turn turn and flip your hips is a is an important thing at any level to play the position because you you have to you have to work and and play backwards. Uh, that's the that's probably the toughest part about the position is everybody else is moving forwards and you're moving backwards, and you're moving backwards against athletes that are as athletic or more athletic than than you might be. So you have to you have to do things that that help give you an advantage. You know that's why. You know, uh, being able to get up, get up in a guy's face and press him, um, having the right technique to do that is really important for some guys because they might not have um, the the long speed or the ability, you know, down the field to turn their hips and and stay and stay stay with a guy. So their ability to um, kind of bully some some receivers kind of helps them and gives them an advantage. So there's a whole bunch of different things that a a, a cornerback can do, um, but the things that I really look for, I look I look for footwork. You know, guys that. They they got quick feet, um, flexible hips, the ability to turn and turn and run on a dime, 
and then stop on a dime and change direction. Change direction for, you know, obviously both corner and, and wide receivers, extremely important. Um, cause you watch, you watch some of these receivers and how quickly they, they get off of the spot and, uh, make movements and you need a cornerback to be faster than that because they're working, like I said, they're working backwards. So they need to have a, a better ability to, to do, to do that on that end of the field. So, um, I really look for the, the hips, the feet, and then I just look for like guys that can read and react. What, what are their instincts? What are they, what, what is, when I watch film, does it does a guy look like he has an, a, a good understanding of what he expects from a, a wide receiver or from an offense in general to do? And based off what hit what he's being asked to do on the defensive side of the of the ball, what the scheme is, what the um, the coverage is, and stuff like that. Does he know what everybody else around him is doing? I know a lot of people forget they might not think about it, but a lot of these positions you need to know what what the guys next to you and maybe even like in the trenches are doing and what their responsibilities are because that affects what you do and how you play and, and the coverages you're in. So I, I flip it. I, it's so easy to kind of um, compare wide receivers and cornerbacks because they go hand in hand and what, what you need to, what you need to know. So like as a cornerback, what you want to know, you need to know the entire defense. You need to know what everybody's responsibility is because when you know that, you know why someone is moving to a certain spot, you know, what your responsibility is compared to somebody else's. And that's an extremely important thing to thing to understand and know because then it makes you play faster. Because if you know exactly what someone else's do, what their responsibility is, and then you you know what yours is, you can play a little bit faster because you understand why things are being asked of you and what they're being asked of you. So um, that's a, that's really what I look for. I look for guys that they just under, they have a, a good understanding of reading and reacting off of um, – you know, off of coverages, off of um, off of routes, uh, lots of different things like that. So it's more of just like an instinctual thing for me. I just I, I watch guys tape and I see um, their abilities in that in that sense. So like a guy last year, Mike Hughes was I was really big on Mike Hughes last year because you could see that ability in him. Uh, he read and react extremely well. He was a good tackler. He had really good flex um, hip flexibility. wasn't the fastest guy, but he's explosive and um, and his ability to go get the ball and attack and attack the ball in the air, uh, those things are extremely important for me when I'm watching cornerbacks. So I use Mike Hughes as an example because I just thought his his film from uh, Central Florida last year was was really good. And shout out to Miles, you definitely. Uh, well, we'll say you were right on that one, just based on how quickly <laughs> he progressed and how quickly you know, just based on how uh, cornerbacks in the past have taken some time to really get acclimated and get up to speed and be able to do work in Zim scheme. And, and Mike Hughes seemed. Uh, like, you know, he got there a lot faster than, you know, Trey Wayne, Xavier Rhodes, Mackenzie Alexander, and many others that went before him. So, yeah, and he was, asked to, to, he was asked to play inside and outside. Yeah, and he was asked to do a lot more. So, props to you on picking that one up. But there's just one thing, and I don't want us to go too far off yeah. the tangent before we get to these names from the draft. But you mentioned something because hips and feet, uh, that's something that gets thrown around a lot, especially, you know, I think we were talking before we started recording about like a Trey Wayne's where, his his hips, his hip flexibility or lack thereof has been something that people have talked about with Trey Waynes since he came into the league. And, you know, over time, he's been able to develop into an above average corner, and a, you know, a great number two corner. Uh, when you're saying, you know, hips or stiff hips or, you know, quick feet, not quick feet, can you maybe break down what that means for us uh, in, in, in maybe even simpler terms? Like you're explaining it to like a child or something. <laughs> um. Well, I think I think if we'll start with feet. So just quick feet. So you know the 
you see a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of skill position players. They they work the ladders. They work things that just help speed up their their footwork. Things that they can you know work on their drive. Work on things that straight line. You know back and forth and, and being able to stop on a dime and um, and cut uh, and make and make movements like that. Um, that's kind of where I look at footwork. Uh, watching guys that can uh, you know if you're sitting at a, across from a receiver at the at the line of scrimmage and um, you're asked, you, you need your feet to be quick because you need to be, you know, you need to be able to make a movement inside or outside, depending on which way the receiver is going to move. Um, and then that coincides with how your hips are, because it, if you don't have flexible hips, it's a, it, it'll take a little bit longer for you to be able to, to turn and make those movements. Um, what, when you're turning and opening up your hips to move, you know, again, inside or outside, depending on the, the movement of the receiver. So, um, to kind of break down in a, in a quick stance, it's it's just one of those things like a lot of, for for hips in terms of hip flexibility. It's more of a, a natural thing that that guys have. Uh, it's not something that it, it'll it might not destroy your career or something like that. Like like you said, Trey Wayne's it is it is kind of a liability in a sense for him, but he's been able to overcome it because of the how they ask him to play and what and the um, the scheme he's in, and they kind of allow him to play to his skill set. So like I know when he was first drafted, people talked about, well, can he play in the in the nickel? And there's no way he could play in the nickel. That's just not his skill set. He doesn't have the hips to be able to move um, laterally that way and open up inside and outside, uh, and and run and man coverage in that sense. Whether you know, but when he plays on the outside, he can back off at times and play off coverage, or he can move up and and jam. But his his ability and his strength to jam, and I talked about this earlier, uh, it slows down receivers enough to allow him to recover. And then obviously he's got like track he's got track speed, so um, not many people can run past him. So that really helps him. His ability to jam and slow down a receiver's momentum um, it allows him to recover the lack of hip flexibility that he does have with that with that elite speed that he has. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. And, you know, I'm just trying to help you out here because, you know, you you, you got some you know <laughs> new additions on the way. Yeah. You think that you understand a lot of things in life until you have to explain those things that you think you understand <laughs> to a child. And then you'll really understand if you do understand what you think you understand when you have to explain it in words that, you know, a child would actually understand. So thank you for going and making that simple so that all of us can really keep up with whatever we're yeah, talking about. I hope talking I about this thing. as best I could. But Yeah, man, you did your thing. Well, uh, let's do it here. Let's get into it. Day one of this draft. Yeah, uh, so it seemed like early in the process, there were a lot of corners that were getting a lot of hype. But as the process is dragged along, doesn't really seem to be that much talk of corners anymore. So who are the ones you like? And uh, yeah, did some guys fall off? Yeah, so this is a weird I, – I find this to be a weird um, cornerback class just because of the guys that they have. They're, they're kind of all over the board. Like you said, there really doesn't seem to be that consensus player. Um, I know for the longest time, and I, I still believe he, he probably should be considered um, cornerback one. Greedy Williams from LSU, he's that kind of guy that – he's kind of got that Marcus Peters to his game. Um, he – He's a he's a ball hawk. He goes after he he makes plays. Uh, he's not afraid to tell you he makes plays. I love that kind of mentality in a cornerback. Um, but he's not he's not as big of a fan of run support, which I know we've talked about this. Like, yes, do, would you like your cornerbacks to be physical and would you like your cornerbacks to to be willing to tackle? Yes, 
Um, all I really needed from my cornerback is is him to get a guy on the ground. I don't care how he does it. Um, just do it. Uh, just the willingness to do it is more of a is more of a thing than than being good at it, especially on the outside. Um, you know, you see guys like an Antoine Winfield. He might be one of the the best tackling cornerbacks and that's maybe ever played the game. Um, I know that's saying a lot, but I mean that's how good he was at it. But it's more of a, a willingness thing too. And I'm not a big. It, it doesn't bother me as much that Greedy's not as big into it because he's he's good in coverage, and that's what's most important. Um, but for me, he'd probably be my cornerback one in this class. Uh, I have him as a day one prospect, uh, and then I have Byron Murphy from Washington. He's kind of similar, got that similar mold to a. Uh, um, Joe Mike Hughes, I don't think he's quite to that level. I don't think he quite has that ball hawking ability or that um, that explosion um, upfield and that read and react that uh, that Hughes had. But there's, I think they're similar style players. They can play inside and out, um, and they're and they're pretty good at um, reading, and reacting. So that's kind of what I like about Byron Murphy, and I expect him to be kind of a a later round one player. Um, and then lastly, uh, Justin Lane is a guy I don't think enough people are talking about. Michigan State cornerback. Uh, Big, lengthy guy, um, really athletic. He tes- tested extremely well. Um, he ran, you know, he ran, he didn't run the fastest. I would have, you know, would have liked him to, to run a little bit faster. But the nice part for him is uh, he he was explosive, had, had a really good vert, uh, really good in the broad jump. Uh, and then uh, his his arms are really long, 96th percentile. Uh, his his wingspan is like an 80, 80 and an eighth inches long. That's crazy. Um, so you know that he, you know, his ability that that's kind of fits what his ability is, is that, that bump and run type of cornerback. And that's the kind of guy, um, depending, you know, certain, certain teams need like a, uh, a Mike Zimmer defense would, would definitely be looking for a guy like Justin Lane to, to fit that kind of role. Oh no. Oh no. There there, there you go. There you go. Cause I was about to say, as you were describing this man here, I'm like, he's kind of got that Xavier. He's not as athletic. He's not athleticism. He doesn't have that like downfield explosion. That's going to be the guy that no one's really ever heard of that Mike Zimmer goes and pounds the table for and drafts in the first round and Vikings Twitter burns itself to the ground. Is that what you're telling me? Something like that. Okay. I'd probably more compare him to like an, uh, an Isaiah Oliver from last year. Uh, from Colorado, he's lengthy. Okay. Um, has has like I said, long arms, uh, good in press coverage. He's that kind of guy that played. He's a an outside corner, but I do like him as a day one corner. I wouldn't be surprised if he went in that uh, twenty eight to thirty two range. Oh, okay, I like that. I like that. So is that it for day one, or you got any more? No, that's it for day one. I, there are some guys I do like that we'll talk about in day two. I do think, kind of like wide receiver, I believe that this is a an extremely day two heavy class uh, for for cornerbacks. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Day two for me, uh, Clemson's cornerback, uh, Trayvon Mullins, a uh, really good player. Um, he was a, he, he did his thing at Clemson the last, especially the last two years. Definitely their, their, their best, one of their better defensive players, especially when you talk about how good um, they, they are up front and the, the prospects they have there. But um, guy I really like, I think he can uh, come in and be a contributor from day one. Uh, I like DeAndre Baker from uh, Georgia. For the longest time, I thought, I st- and I still believe he's going to be a really good player. He didn't test as well as you would have liked, and I don't think he he ran as well as you would have liked. But uh, you get him in the right scheme, and I think he can uh, he can really excel. Uh, Julian Love from Notre Dame is another guy that I think he's kind of got that similar to Byron Murphy, 
um, a read and react type of corner, not the biggest guy, but um, he's got really fluid hips um, and, and can make plays on the ball. Uh, Rocky Asin, he probably had the best um, senior bowl week out of the cornerback group. Um, he's from Temple. Uh, he's a transfer. Um, I don't know how I'm blanking on where he transferred from. I thought when you said, I thought you were going to say he has the best name when you took that, that pause right there, because Rocky Sin is a, that's a it's a pretty awesome name. It, it definitely is, and <laughs> um, he he was a good no, he's a good player. He kind of came out of nowhere. He uh, um, I for some reason cannot find where he uh, it was not Old Dominion is one of those schools though. Um, excuse me. Uh, anyways though, uh, really oh good. Man, he's from Southwest DeKalb. There it is. All right, well, yeah. that that's that's the high school, uh, yeah. and he went to Presbyterian College. Thank you. I knew there it. Was, um, Presbyterian, then he ended up transferring to Temple, where he had a, a really good year, um, kind of put his name on the map. And then, like I said, at the Senior Bowl, he really he really opened some eyes, and he was the he was definitely the best cornerback at the Senior Bowl, and um, he showed that he can be a, a press corner. He can be a guy that um, – can sh- can shadow wide receivers. Um, I think he might take a little bit. I I think he could be a contributor day one, but I also he's definitely not. He might not have cornerback one upside, but I think he has kind of that in between, kind of like a Trey Wayne's in the sense of you know I don't know if he'll be a, a a number one corner for a team, but he could be right on that verge, that above average style of play. Um, but he's a really good player, fluid hips, um, physical. Um, you like to see that from a guy like him, so. I liked him a lot, and he tested pretty well too at the at the combine. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, who else you got? Rocky Sin. Yeah. And is there anyone whose name can rival Rocky Sin in this class? Uh, as at corner, uh, Sean Bunting. <laughs> maybe, maybe no. Rock's definitely Rock. Still got this locked up. Amani or or you worry or worry? No, okay, maybe, I, maybe. I can't, say, I can't say it, so I'm terrible, and I'm booking. <laughs> he's on my list because he's a really good player. Okay, um, but uh, David Long from Michigan's another one. Um, he's a good player too. Um, I think he he's come along over the last couple of seasons, and uh, I think he's really been able to uh, to show himself out as a um, a day two as a day two player. Tested extremely well. I um, really liked what he was able to do at the combine, uh, and I think that uh, looking at you know you look at some of the the spider. I like to look at spider charts too, just to kind of confirm you know what am I seeing on tape from a guy. And then does that match what what they how they test? And a guy like David Long, um, you know, he's not the biggest. He's a little just a little sh- shade under five eleven. Um, but on tape, you know, he, he's a fluid athlete um, with uh, quick twitch ability to get in and out of breaks. And then you look at his spider chart and his three cones a ninety seven percentile. That shows up on tape. So that's something that you're like, okay, that that matches. Um, and that's something that I really really like and like to see from from him. And that's the kind of player he is. So there's there's some of that. He's got that ability to be able to shadow, and um, and potentially even kick inside because he's got that that fluidity and that ability to change direction. So you, I like the, I like David Long quite a bit. Um, Amani Oruwarie um, from Penn State. Again, I probably butchered that, but um, he's another one of those guys that I think is kind of being slept on. But um, he's got that ability. He's a big length, lengthy uh, corner, outside corner. Uh, tested pretty decent at the combine. Um, uh, you know, you look at his spider chart. There, nothing pops out too much besides the height, weight, bench. But when you pop on his film, there, you know, he's a fluid. He's a fluid athlete. 
um, that I liked as a as kind of that um, Seattle Seahawks style of defense. Um, you know, maybe maybe more of that cover three style. Um, but you know, but that does have that ability to 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 bump and run as well. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. He'd probably be the last guy that I have as a as a day th- as a day two pick for me right now. Uh, really liked really liked his film. Really liked his ability. Uh, he's a he's another one of those big lengthy corners that you're gonna hate hate when I say this, but this is the kind of guy that Zim would love to have on his team. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'm not gonna hate it. More corners no, the better. The no, more not, I think it's more about where he gets taken. But like true, if he's taken true, in like true. the third round, I don't think anybody have any issue with it. Um, but he's you know six two. Uh, long arms, big physical guy, um, ran a four five two jump, but he jumped extremely well. Uh, 38 inch vertical broad jump, 129 inches. That was a 90, 90 percentile. But then you look at like a three cone where he only had a, he didn't even run, he didn't even run his three cone under, under seven seconds. So that kind of is worrisome a little bit. Some of that Trey Wayne's to him, uh, where, you know, you worry a little bit about that, uh, hip fluidity, but, um, I don't think it's worrisome enough. Like a like a Trey Wayne's were because of his ability to in press coverage. So um, I like. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was taken. You know, in that uh, late day day two range. Okay. All right. Well, Miles, bring us home day three. Who are the late round guys that uh, you'd like to see a team maybe take a shot on that have uh, either something you saw on tape or you know athleticism that you found to be uh, particularly intriguing? Yeah, um, Isaiah Johnson from from uh, Houston. His measurables are extremely nice. Uh, really like what he's, you know, he's over 6'2", um, 80, 80 inch wing wingspan. Um, tested in the four, four out of as a four four. Um, you really like to see that he jumped uh, one hundred thirty three inches, ninety six percentile. Had a decent three cone. So um, a guy like that on day three with that kind of those kind of measurables is uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he if he's not going to day two because of measurables like that and some of the film that you see, but there, I do think he has some work to do some, excuse me, um, some of his technique. Um, but I think if you get him in the right system with the right coach, um, he might be able to blossom into something. So, uh, I like him. I like, I, I like him as an early day three guy. Uh, Joe, Joe, Juan Williams from Vanderbilt. Um, I think he's more of a, a late, a late guy. I can hear you typing right now. Like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Let me look. You hear me looking this dude up right now. <laughs> That's another one of the made up names you got for me. Yeah, that that's that's probably one of the those favorite names. But he's huge. He's six three and five ace, um, long arms. Um, didn't run well, so I think that's part of the problem. So, um, he's a, he's more of a day three guy because he's he fits that Richard Sherman mold a little bit, where he's really long and lengthy, but he doesn't have that long speed. So you kind of worry about that the system you get him into. Um, he might be pigeonholed into that you know, that zone coverage, you know, the, the, the Tampa twos or the, you know, the cover three high, you know, high. So his ability to not have to, uh, to worry about that long speed as much. So playing off coverage. So, um, that's kind of the worry, the worry with him, but, um, do this, but, uh, I will say I'm, I'm a little upset about the spelling of this name (laughs) because I feel like, you know, we got to stay in, in 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 one language paradigm when we're going for these names <laughs> we, we we can't start with 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 english and then end up in spanish that that's just making my life way more difficult than it needs to be 
It's tough. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm looking for Joe John, and it's, I'm not reason. It's Joe Juan. Yeah, Joe Juan Williams. Yeah. Joe Juan. Okay. Well, there we go. I have found him now, and I will put it in the show notes so those of you listening can look him up as well and don't make <laughs> the same mistake I do. Apologize for cutting you off there, but uh, I was getting a little frustrated trying to find Joe Juan initially. You know, continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, no, um, I think. Here's another guy that um, wouldn't surprise me if he snuck his way into like an early day three. Um, Sean Bunting from, uh, wow, I just, excuse me, uh, <laughs> um, Central Michigan. Wow, Sean Bunting from Central Michigan. He's a guy that I don't think is being talked about all that much, but he's he's definitely a guy that has has a lot of a lot of ability and a lot of upside. But you look at his uh, his athletic testing and his his chart there and. Uh, you really would not, like I said, would not be surprised if he found his way to is the ability to to sneak up a little bit because he's a he's a really good player. He's got fluid hips, and he's the kind of guy. I mean, he's he's sick. He's uh, just over six six foot. Um, big hands. Ran a four four two. He jumped a forty one and a half inch vertical, eightieth um, percentile broad jump. So like. You see, like, I hate using Mike, continuing to use Mike Zimmer as an example, but Mike Zimmer loves to find him athletes that he can mold. And Sean Bunting's that kind of guy. Uh, he's the kind of guy that he can just get his hands on and be like, all right, I see the athleticism, I see the traits. Um, let's, get, let's get you into it because, you know, he, he struggles a little bit. He, he lunges and he over, oversets himself uh, in press coverage at times, so that, that can hurt him a little bit. Um, and he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's... He's over six foot, but he could he could probably stand to gain gain like five you know five to ten pounds roughly, um, stuff like that. And and like I said, the read and react. There's some of that. Um, uh, he you're missing some of that quick twitch off the ball or off the the react. So that the ability to get put your foot in the ground and drive. Um, would like to see a little bit more work off that, but um, otherwise I, he's another one. He's one of those guys that has that athletic those athletic traits that uh, really could stand out and. Really could see him uh, get an opportunity somewhere. Love it, love it, love it. Anybody else? We going to uh, to UDFA's this time, or uh... <laughs> no, we're not going that deep? Oh. <laughs> uh, we're not going that, that deep on on this on this class. But uh, Alabama, I mean, I mean, they always have people, right? Um, Sav- Savion Smith from Alabama um, didn't test that didn't test all that great, so I think that's going to hurt him. Um, but I mean, he he played for Nick Saban. Nick Saban's the He's, you know, they call him like the DB guru of college football. He's one of those guys that does a really good job of churning out um, good athletes and good uh, defensive backs. So um, he's a guy that he plays. He plays technically sound, so you like to see that. And he's, um, and he's a guy that you know he you know he understands the game, um, and and you can see that on film. Obviously, uh, there are, there are some some spots where you can you can tell that. He gets beat because of the lack of athleticism. He didn't jump jump very well. Uh, he uh, his his three cone twenty yard shuttle and sixty yard shuttle were not good at all. So like some of that's some of those small things they show up, um, and you see the that lack of the lack of athleticism on tape. And I'm sure that's that'll be why he goes on day three. Um, could be a, a later round guy, but um, if you get him, he could be one of those depth pieces that plays special teams. So. Um, I'd keep an eye on him. Okay, these some good names you got here. I only had to. I only thought you made up like two or three before I hit the internet. So 
<laughs> yeah, I, like I said, it's a it's a pretty good class. Um, it's kind of like the receivers with a. I don't think there isn't a like you know the people are off the charts about a DK Metcalf where there's that like true athletic freak. There really isn't that, but like there's there's a lot of guys on day two that you could you could get some depth depth and guys that have some potential to to be some to be starters. Awesome. Well, that's uh, I mean you know depth and starters after the first day is really all you're looking for, and so uh, there it is. That's it. That's all. Some great names for you to look up. They will all be in the show notes. There will be links to playerprofiler.com so you can check out all of these stats that Miles has been talking about. But that's it. We're done with the cornerbacks. We're almost done with all the position groups. We haven't mentioned it yet, but you probably heard JR before the episode. Uh, go cop that draft guide. It is amazing. It's JR did a lot of great it's work. Amazing. Yeah, go on and get that. Link will be in the show notes, but pick it up. Support JR. Support a great cause. He does great work. And, uh, Yeah, that's it. That's all. We will be back with another one of these tomorrow. Yeah, talk to you soon.